Hello there everyone, this is Andre the Game Idea Guy and this is episode 2 of the Cross Zone that was released May 3rd of 2015 originally on YouTube. This one's called the Blues Brothers and it was about making a game for Sonic and Mega Man kind of based off of the Archie comic series that they had that was it was fairly decently sized but it also wasn't very long running I think that they completed it within a year so that's what the whole intention of this one was um, I don't know how well it'll go over with everybody because they're there again I've realized that not a lot of people are a fan of the gameplay style that I decided that would be best fitted for this but again take it with the grand assault a lot of things have changed since this was originally released Otherwise, thank you guys very much for listening in. Do you enjoy the idea of taking your favorite characters from comic books, anime, games, manga, and bringing them together, joining them in harmony to create something beautiful and interesting in a gaming situation? Well, if you do, then you've come to the right place, my friend. Welcome to The Cross Zone. Thank you once again and welcome to episode 2 of The Cross Zone, The Blues Brothers. Now, I know people were probably still pretty confused, but once you figure out who the first character is in this crossover, the second one won't be too difficult. And I chose the name the Blues Brothers for a very specific reason. Both of these characters identify with Blue, which should be very, very easy to figure out who they are now. The first character being Mega Man, and the second being the famous Sonic the Hedgehog. Now unfortunately these two characters have been treated like garbage by their parent companies and in my eyes that is a crime, but I have a wonderful game idea that I think that you could very much appreciate if you are an RPG fan. <laughs> um, the, the name that I came up for with this, well I came up with two. The first one was Mega Man and Sonic Universal Universal Wow Universal Calamity and the second one was Mega Man and Sonic Broken Reality. And the these games follow the events of the Archie Comics series for Sonic uh, Sonic and Mega Man of uh, the um, was it Sonic and Mega Man Worlds Collide. That particular crossover series, that short 12 issue crossover series that spanned like, I think it was like maybe 8 Sonic comics and like 4 Mega Man comics, because they were using Sonic the Hedgehog and Sonic Universe comics for this and I'm like, why do y'all have two different monikers for Sonic's comics? Just one set, but that's how Archie did it so I'm, I can't really complain too much. Uh, <laughs> The, the list of characters I, I would say for this game to be playable would be Mega Man, Proto Man, Base, Roll, yes Roll, Duo, and Splash One. And people are probably like, 
in the, in on the top of the head like why splash woman wasn't she a bad guy in Mega Man 9 there's explanation you'll you'll understand as it gets further along I think it was Mega Man 9 it was either Mega Man 9 or 10 whichever one I know she was in one of the last two Mega Man games <laughs> and I had both of them that's saying I should remember this um but the characters from the Sonic universe would be Sonic, Knuckles, Shadow, Amy, Silver, and Blaze as playable characters. And I know somebody is wondering, like, why not Tails? Because Tails isn't playable in this. That's uh, just how I set it up. He's not playable. So what? He's there as a support NPC for the Sonic side, him and Cream the Rabbit. And for Mega Man, supporting cast characters, Dr. Light and Otto. Now, this is all, obviously, this would be subject to change. Because I was just trying to do, like, who would fit a, a good role here quickly. And that's what I was thinking. Um, enemy characters from the Mega Man universe, like, as far as, like, top-tier boss enemies. Uh, and this would, like wouldn't be a final list of like I just like I said I was just doing something really quick just coming up with certain characters uh Dr. Wily, Elect Man, Shadow Man, Cut Man, Gutsman, Quick Man, and Mega Man, Shadow, or Quint. They're not necessarily the same character but they are very similar so either one could be used though I never really understood the point of having two different characters that are pretty much identical with different names that do pretty much the exact same thing. That was just, I don't know what the heck Capcom was thinking there, but they could have just left it as Quint and been, been done with it. But they had to have one called Mega Man Shadow and not be Quint. I don't know what different what difference is. Um, enemy characters from Sonic be Dr. Robotnik or Eggman, the Egg Robot, Mac the Weasel being the Dynamite, Bark the Polar Bear, Fang the Sniper, and for the first time in any game, Scourge the Hedgehog. Uh, a lot of people don't know the, the history behind Scourge the Hedgehog. In the, the original Sonic comics, he was evil Sonic. He was like a Sonic from Parallel Universe that was bad, and he would roll in the Sonic universe, beat him up, take his shoes, and then go out and impersonate him because they wore different shoes for some reason. I never understood why he had to snatch his shoes or whatever. Um, but eventually in the Archie comic series, he got to a point where he absorbed energy from the Master Emerald and his fur, his spines be became green and his eyes became blue. So he was like inverse, the, the inverse colors of Sonic and he still had the different shoes. He stuck on a, a leather jacket and I think one of the echidna tribes scratched him across his chest. I can't remember who met right this moment. Which is why he has a scar across his chest. Uh, Scourge is pretty powerful, though, as a character in the Sonic universe. So, that, that's pretty cool for me. So, that's why I was like, why, don't, why not put him in the game? Like, come on, Sega. Well, maybe they might screw it up, so it's probably a good idea not to. <laughs> um, the... <clears throat> For this story, for the story of this game, there would ha there would be an event within the game that causes Roll to want to be upgraded to combat form like Mega Man was when he went from being Rock to being, in Japan, Rock Man, and over here from being Mega to Mega Man. 
He could have still been Rock as a boy over here. I don't know why they felt the need to call him Mega as a robot boy, but whatever. <laughs> I guess it was just simpler and easier for them to do it that way, but either way, that's my own personal grip, I guess. <sighs> um, there would be... Okay, I'm getting ahead of myself. Mega Man characters can each gain like a specific weapon from from specific boss enemies, like actual boss enemies, not like major enemies that happen to pl to fight like bosses, but real bosses in the game. Mega Man characters will get specific weapons from each one of these bosses, so they'll learn or gain a weapon from each one of these bosses. Um, Sonic characters, as progression goes on, will also learn new skill new skills as they as bosses are defeated. Uh, <clears throat> Mega Man characters can also learn attacks from partner characters as time progresses through the game. Like, say you have two characters, like put Mega Man and Sonic together, and Mega Man learns a spin dash buster attack or something like that, which he did in the Archie comic series. And say Blues or Proto Man would learn like um, like sort of like an earthquake type attack from Knuckles. That's where my mind was going with that. Like that's how it would be, at least in my mind. Oh, I uh, forgot to mention, all of the weapons that Mega Man characters gain from bosses are the exact same weapon. There's it's same across the board for all the Mega Man characters. They'll get that weapon from those bosses. But they each learn different attacks from different Sonic characters as they are partnered up with them and they're playing they you play with them together. Still following me? <laughs> okay. Um the playstyle for this game would be pretty much identical to that of Sonic Chronicles and the Dark Brotherhood which is why I said be an RPG, because it, this is probably the only way you could really put these two characters together in a game where they could do everything that they're supposed to do. So it's the best fit for them. Um, I'm going to warn people there's going to be a few spoilers here. If you don't care, I say listen on. If you do care, you probably want to stop the video here because I'm going to talk about some of the stuff that happens in the Archie Comics <laughs> Worlds Collide crossover. So, if you don't want to hear any of that, I would suggest you stop here. As much as I want you to listen, I suggest you stop here and just leave it and go read those comics if you haven't read them yet. <laughs> if you want to read them. If you don't care, then just keep on listening. After the events of Worlds Collide, the characters from Mega Man will have nearly all of their memories erased. The only one that actually retains, I think, any sort of memory is Mega Man, and it's very, it's very minor. It's not even that he remembers what happened with the crossover of the Sonic universe and the Mega Man universe. It's just that they he notices some things are different in this world. That major differences, <coughs> but there are a few. Sorry about coughing like that. And it's so dried out. Um. <coughs> They, everybody else in Sonic in, in Mega Man's universe, nobody remembers anything as to what happened. Um, 
Sonic's universe, on the other hand, becomes vastly changed. There are some things that just don't exist anymore, they're in different places, or they were just outright replaced with other things. So, like, the landscape of his universe is just so completely changed up. Even several characters are just, they're just gone, they're not there anymore, and certain characters' history has completely changed. Like with Knuckles the Echidna, but I'm not going to explain that. Like, he had, like, a major change in his history for the Archie Comics timeline. Even some of the events of some of the games got blended in with the Archie, Archie Comics timeline for Sonic. <coughs> like, and the only characters that really remember much of anything are Sonic, Tails, Blaze, the Cat, and Dr. Robotnik himself. Because he was the one that basically screwed everything up. <laughs> but, um... Sometime after they all returned to their own worlds, Dr. Wily came across a machine that he apparently built that he had no memory of creating. And it was locked onto an energy signature, but from the reads of the machine, the energy that was tracking wasn't in their world or even in their own reality. And this perplexed Wily, and he's just like confused and wondered what the capabilities of this new energy source would mean for the creation of his robot masters. And he was looking for a source of energy to find and create, to either find or create an energy source that was more powerful than Basenium, which is what he used in the creation of Base. Like, in the new project he was working on would far outclass both Mega Man and Base himself, so it requires something more capable to meet his projected results. And since this energy source could basically be tracked through dimensions, it, he felt it would be a worthy pursuit. So, while he started working to work on the machine, that would take him to this mysterious radiating power. And... Obviously, if this game is to happen, he has to succeed. <laughs> Eggman, on the other hand, is back working on another plan to work... I mean, is working on another plan to end Sonic the Hedgehog so he can finally rule over all of Mobius. Maybe even the universe. But... <clears throat> In his usual fashion, he finds himself defeated and very miserable. The Robotnik did succeed in changing the history of Mobius with the Genesis Wave, but he didn't get the results that he wanted. So he decided again to set out to recover the Chaos Emeralds. A few months down the line, he comes across the Blue Chaos Emerald. And if people have read the Archie comic series, they'll know that the Blue Chaos Emerald is how Wily got in contact with Dr. Eggman in the first place. But he finds Wily holding it and he's like studying it like he's never seen it before. Since Wily, not Wily, since Robotnik remembers him, he's looked left a little bit confused, he's just <clears throat> taken aback some. 
and he wasn't sure if the betrayal <laughs> would be remembered by by Albert Wiley. So he kind of cautiously approached him, trying to get his attention before he made it too close. And so he finds out that Wiley did actually lose his memory of the transgression between them. So, in his conniving way, he decides to strike up a new friendship with Wiley. And they start to share their stories of their blue... <laughs> blue oppressors, I guess you say. And they again agree to work together to take them down and rule over their world. So, the Skull Egg Zone is then recreated, though for Wiley it would seem like for him it's the first time, but in the back of his mind, Robotnik knows exactly what's going on and he knows what he's doing. And they immediately quietly begin coming up with designs for the Omega Genesis Reactor and the Flying Egg for the Flying Skull Egg Fortress. Now during this time, Eggman opens portals to other worlds within the Sonic Multiverse to enlist the help of several different Sonic hating characters. Gathering those of uh, the likes of Scourge the Hedgehog, who <clears throat> carries a known record for defeating Sonic, and he's done it a few times. Alternate an alternate version of like a Bean the Dynamite and Bark the Polar Bear and quite a few others. Obviously, I stated some of those characters already. Wily returns home to gather help from his side of the tracks as well, bringing back with him the League of Robot Master series robots, and all of whom are pretty much ready to destroy Mega Man at just about any cost. Among them, he brought Cut Man, Shadow Man, and Quick Man, and like I said, there are definitely others as I already named. Eggman and Wily use their forces to hunt down and recover the Chaos Emeralds. With each emerald gained, the Omega Genesis reactor would grow in power and it would start to bend the fabric of their collective universes, pulling them like closer together to merge. Sometime after gaining the fifth emerald, both Miles Tails Prower and Dr. Light would catch wind of the pocket dimension which is the Skull Egg Zone and the energy source of the Chaos Emeralds is like a giant signal flare that just lets them know that's where they are <laughs> so Dr. Light sends Mega Man to investigate the energy source while Sonic sets off after what, who he obviously knows is Dr. Eggman when Tails gives him the right the direction uh, right the direction the right direction to him so Mega Man arrives first to Wily's old fortress and finds a barren wasteland in comparison to what it was just a sh few short months prior to that and Dr. Light had given him those coordinates for the energy source, but the place was so run down, it, it just didn't make sense to, to him that there was any sort of power that could be running through that facility, as he didn't pick up on anything while he was there. But the better question for him was, 
where did Wiley disappear to? And just suddenly out of nowhere, Bass just drops in, kindly on top of him, with like this mischievous, devious grin on his face and his eyes glowing, and he has like a surge of power, but it's from an unknown source, possibly the source that Mega Man is looking for. And on Sonic's end of things, he's running and finds nothing but an empty plane with dirt and grass pretty much seen for miles. And Tails did send him that way, but he just didn't find anything. And he looked around just wondering what was Eggman planning. And in a flash of light, a roboticized master, Shadow Man, appeared in from Sonic, prepared to end his life. Sonic then wondered how did Robotnik capture Shadow? And even worse, when did he figure out how to infuse his badniks, his creations, with the Chaos Force? But even still, something about the way Shadow appeared in front of him, it was highly familiar. Then Sonic realized it. Eggman got back in league with Wily, but he just didn't know how. But he also didn't have much time to think about it, with Shadow Man jumping right down his throat to attack him. <laughs> but I'm going to skip well ahead because I think that's a good basis right now, like a good lead-in for a story. I know it makes you want more, but I'm just going to jump ahead because there are a few points I want to get to really quickly. Firstly, I, I, got, I guess I have to go over how certain other, certain other characters become playable and how they join the side of Mega Man and Sonic. Well, the first encounter of base for Mega Man in the game, it's kind of obvious that he's being controlled. He's not moving of his own free will. And like, and it's very well known that base is highly independent. He doesn't like to do anything that he's told to do unless it meets <laughs> his goals. It, it meets his personal goals or is a step toward his personal goals. He doesn't want to do it. So he'll basically gladly do just about anything Wily tells him to do if he can go ahead and defeat Mega Man himself. But since Wily had lost faith in base in his ability to defeat Mega Man because he had been beat so many times, he decided to take base's power and control it for himself. But once base is damaged enough, he awakens to what's happened and he betrays Wily because he because of his own sense of honor. He he wants to defeat Mega Man with his own hands, with his own power, and he doesn't want anyone interfering in that. Now Splash Woman was originally created by Dr. Light, and she was one of Yeah, it was Mega Man 9. She was one of the robot masters that was commissioned to be destroyed, but Wiley tricked those robot masters and told them that he would fix them and ended up reprogramming them, and that's how Mega Man ended up fighting. So Splash Woman originally did have a purpose uh, a purpose for being a good guy. That's what she was. So she would join with the Mega Fighters, as I've dubbed them, after having to fight Mega Man and Sonic doing, due to Wiley reprogramming her and enhancing her abilities with the Chaos Force. Once she's defeated, Dr. Light fixes her and removes any and all of Dr. Wily's influence over her. Duo 
we'll return back to Mega Man's world having sensed the chaos power of the emeralds and the evil energy that has been infused with them as it, it amplifies it and since seeing as he's always tracking evil energy it would make sense for him to come back to that especially out of concern for Mega Man because he had left the world to him at least as far as the games go I mean I don't remember what he does in the comics, so I'm sorry about that. Now, for Rolls to become a playable character at a point in the game where she gets the, the combat upgrades that Mega Man gets, um, <clears throat> Mega Man, I've thought of one, two, one of two situations. Mega Man is either heavily damaged and needs to be repaired, or he's captured by Wily and Robotnik. I just couldn't decide on which one was better for the, for the situation. It would probably make more sense for him to be captured by Wily and Robotnik and they just can't get to him than for him to need to be repaired. Because it would just be simpler to repair him than to give Roll the upgrades, I guess. <laughs> but she begs Dr. Light to give her the same combat upgrades that, her, that he gave her brother. And like he had the schematics already set up, and pretty much the parts that he needed to be able to give her the upgrade, he just didn't want to force that on her. He he allowed for her to make that choice on her own. So, <clears throat> and he could sense, see that she had a very strong sense of justice, like Mega Man. So he agreed to do it. And from that point forward, Roll becomes Mega Woman, not Mega Girl, Mega Woman. Since Mega Man is Mega Man, but we know he's a boy. I hope people understand that. But, um, Proto Man actually starts this game out as Breakman. And if people remember Breakman, Breakman had a, a, a bit of a history fighting Mega Man before he dropped the, the little mask and just went, to be, went back to being Proto Man or Blue. So he and Mega Man would have to fight in this game, settle their differences, and it would be discovered that he figured out that he's Mega Man's brother. So he, you know, again, dropped the mask and aligned himself with Mega Man and Sonic and started helping them. Like, he wouldn't be under any sort of control by Dr. Wily or Dr. Robotnik at any point. It's just that he had a personal thing to do with Mega Man and that had to be taken care of. Oh. Um, and Shadow the Hedgehog and <clears throat> would have to be defeated as roboticized master Shadow Man. Same would be, same would happen with Silver the Hedgehog and Blaze the Cat. They'd be defeated as the roboticized masters that they had been captured and forced to become, being Sh Silver Man and Blaze Woman. So these characters, they're they're not main bosses. So you wouldn't get any special attacks or power-ups for being you just get like a mass load of experience for that point in the game. Which makes a whole lot of sense. But as I had stated before, the gameplay for this is akin to that of Sonic and Dark Brotherhood. Sonic Chronicles is the Dark Brotherhood. So that would be making its return for this particular game, that playstyle. I mean, it's actually a really good playstyle system pretty solid. Um, I mean, it could be tweaked a little bit. I mean, you would retain the ability to have four characters in your party at a time, and the ability, and the ability to swap between your four party characters to change who's the lead. 
uh, and be able to utilize their special traits and abilities. Like for example, if Proto Man is your lead character, then when he's moving forward, he hold his Proto Shield in front of him and be able to block attacks um, while they're moving around the adventure field. Like like just random things being shot at him, he'd be able to block the stuff that's coming head on. To him. Uh, the POW points and the POW moves and the joint POW moves will all be making returns, making a return in this and in the exact same fashion as in Dark Brotherhood where certain characters learn certain moves and then they end up being able to collaborate and put those moves together. Sort of like um, how um, I think Chrono Trigger was the first game to do that. So yeah. And, and it, would, it would just add layers to how you could play the game as far as the combat system. It's not like they didn't do it before. And that's why I'm saying it would be great to have it done again. I just don't know if Bioware would be the team doing it. I mean, I would like for them to be the team doing it, but there's no guarantee. So, I mean, if they can't do it, I'm pretty sure Monopoly Soft could do it. <laughs> but, um... I'd also like to see the return of the way the quick time events were done in the Dark Brotherhood. I mean, they didn't annoy me, but I don't also don't really remember how many quick time events were in that game. Though I don't think I actually beat it either, so that's probably why I can't remember. <laughs> um, <clears throat> would also say to give the option to allow your characters to be moved with the circle pad or analog or whatever, as well as the touch screen. Because I, I know there will be some people that would just prefer to use that to move rather than just being forced to use the touchscreen. But even still, there would be certain actions, like within the quick time events, where you would have to use the touchscreen in order to proceed, where you can't just hit buttons. Which would be good, and, and it would help keep you on your toes as far as playing the game on like the 3DS. But speaking of 3DS, the same way the game Sonic Chronicles plays on the DS, you'd have to use the bottom screen as your main screen to watch everything, and the top screen would be where your inventory information is, and maybe like a map. And I think that would be useful, and that would probably be the best way to play it. That way you can still you, you can still play the game, say you played the first one, and still play it the exact same way you played the first game. And it would be very easy to pick up on for a lot of people. But outside of that, I really can't add much to the gameplay because Sonic Chronicles, like I said, it was it was a very solid game, and the way it played worked out very well. So I would love to see a game in a continuation of that style done for Sonic and Mega Man to be able to put together something outside of Smash Brothers. <coughs> but. I think I'm I'm done here and I'm at a I've come to a head. So, what do you guys think? What would what would what would you like to see for a Mega Man and Sonic game? You can put your thoughts in the comments below. And I want to thank you very much for sitting here and listening to me gab on for like a half an hour, even though I was like really stuttery. I think sometimes. Um, I hope that everyone enjoyed this. I've I've had a lot of fun doing this myself and I'm going to drop another hint and I hope that people can figure it out, figure this out. I know one person who has figured it out already. I know one person who has figured it out already. And that's what the 
the hint for the next episode is going to be, and that is Robos on the Lair. There are two series that I'm very fond of that I will be combining with the next Cross Zone episode, which will be next week because my schedule was thrown off last week due to the birth of my sister-in-law's daughter, my niece. So, thank you very much, everyone, for listening. Thank you very much for your time and your patience sitting here listening to me talk. This one didn't feel as epic as the Batman and uh, Spider-Man one, but I still enjoyed doing it, so I'm going to continue on. Again, thank you very much for listening. Uh, Hope you guys enjoyed, and I would like for you all to just continue to do what I tell you to do in just about every video I make. Go out there, enjoy your games, and have fun. Peace out.